The Cincinnati Bengals made their initial cut down to 53. Let's talk about the biggest surprises as the Bengals put together their roster. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals covering your team every day. You can find this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and when you subscribe you can join that first listen club become an everydayer. We appreciate every single one of you who makes us your first listen in the morning and doesn't miss an episode of this podcast and if you're one of those everydayers we just did our 53-man projection and today we'll talk about well, where we were wrong and some of the things that surprised us in that process. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Biggest surprise, James, as the Bengals cut down to 53. We were, we were pretty dang close here. But instead of it being... Were we two away? We had nine linemen. We had three running backs. We had four tight ends. We had seven receivers. Those are the position groups we got wrong, so we were two off. We had two guys missing the roster that made it and two guys making the roster that missed it, I believe. You know what I'm kicking myself for? Wavering on on tight end and uh, in running back. Because we've had these four running backs for weeks. Yep. And I, I wavered at the end, even though we didn't waver in the defensive line room. And, and so, anyways, just my initial critique of our prediction. Well, never should have wavered. And what do we say as soon as Wilcox was activated from the pup list is that he was going to make the team. And then yeah. Hudson went out and had another good week. And then we, we talked ourselves into Hudson as tight end four. And we also missed, by the way, that Hudson was not, in fact, subject to waivers. He only played two games in one of his four NFL seasons, which led both of us to believe that he was not yet a vested veteran. But turns out he is a vested veteran, was not subject to waivers. Neither is the most surprising cut, which is Stanley Morgan Jr. And with these initial cuts, there's a lot that can happen in the next 24 hours. Stanley Morgan, not subject to waivers. Neither is Tanner Hudson. Both of those guys could hypothetically be back because there's no sweating. Do they get through the waiver wire? Does another team claim them? They're also free to sign with another team right away. So that is the game the Bengals are playing, whether or not they have an arrangement in place that says, hey, we just need to get some guys onto IR. We'll bring you back tomorrow. Remains to be seen. But for now, those are the biggest surprise cuts. And instead... It's the four running backs that we talked about. Travion Williams still sounds like he's a leader in the clubhouse. His job to lose. As Zach Taylor said, they're still having a competition for that passing down running back and expect him to get back to practice this week. And Trey Hill, who for weeks now, I have not had on my projection for the 53-man roster, ends up as the 10th offensive lineman. Yeah. That to me is the biggest surprise. Mm -hmm. Now, in 48 hours, if Stanley Morgan Jr. is a member of, I don't know, the Carolina Panthers, since they had a bunch of former Bengals, 
th- then I would be surprised by that. And that would replace Hill. But to me, man, he's been called for penalties. He got called for that face mask that negated the nice ball from Browning to Hudson the other night. Sharping has kind of emerged as the backup center. So this is one of two things. Either one, we're going to see some type of roster move with Deontay Smith and they wanted an extra lineman. Or two, and he's dealing with that left shoulder issue. Or two, they aren't fully confident in Sharping's ability to snap at center. Because I don't know what else it would be. I I, I really don't. And, and so those are the two things I, I still think, as there is every year, and there might not be as much this year because it's a really hard roster to make, but there's going to be some roster gymnastics. And who knows? Maybe the Bengals are just that they want to keep that 10th lineman. And they know that Trey Hill's keeping the seat warm for Lyle Collins. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the that th- it is because if you keep Cody Ford and Max Sharping, well, there you go. Like you, you feel pretty good, I think, if you like those two guys. If you feel good about Sharping's ability to to snap, you feel good about those two being the first two interior linemen potentially off the bench if you need them. And now, what is Hill center three? inside offensive lineman six. Like, I I just wonder where he fits. He's probably the third guy off the bench on the interior offensive line Hmm. for any of those positions. Second guy off the bench for center, but for either guard spot, probably behind Sharping and Ford. So it is interesting. We'll see how that shakes out. I, I think that's one spot where you could see things change. I think another spot where you could see things change is in the quarterback room, Jake Browning, quarterback two for now. Zach Taylor said that he was confident in Jake Browning to be quarterback two for week one, but does that change going forward? Do they bring someone in, as we've discussed, James, to train for that quarterback two role, to learn the offense for a couple of weeks and then take over that job? A lot of quarterbacks available now. In, in the last few hours that have been cut or, or are subject to waivers in one, some, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. That one is another one where you, you wouldn't be surprised to see them kicking the tires around the league. And that might be the, the biggest spot where you see some movement, unless there's a guy they really like at tight end. I, I think I'd be surprised. There's a guy they really like at running back. I, I think I'd be surprised. And, and we'll see what the IR moves are. There, there are questions about Joseph Osai, Zach Taylor declining to get into them in detail on Tuesday, but is that a path back to the roster? Raymond Johnson clears waivers, for example. Those are some yeah. of the bigger questions. I think the Osai part of it is really interesting because he was like, ah, some more, more tests. All right, now let me just – what's today as we record this? It's Tuesday, August yeah. 29th at 5.05. When did Osai get hurt again? Oh, Saturday night, the Bengals were in their beds by, I don't know, mid-morning Saturday or, or Sunday, excuse me. So let's say Sunday at 4 a.m. You're telling me he didn't get any tests Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I, I think they know. I think that he didn't want to be too obvious with it. And there might still be, not that he lied, there may still be another test or two. But don't tell me that they don't have a really good idea of how much time Osai is going to miss. I think that by now they know, and it's the gymnastics behind it. I would not be shocked, Jake, if we see injured reserve. Because remember, and I know you know this, but 
if, if you're a locked on Bengals listener, it's only four weeks now with injured reserve. And so if you're missing two games or three games with a high ankle sprain, you might as well push it to four and get that roster spot. And it allows you to let Osai heal and instead of letting him brush back because he wants to show that he belongs and can be a disruptive force on this defensive line. Got to have healthy ankles to bend around the arc as an edge rusher. I didn't want to speculate it, like I said on the show yesterday, kind of hinted at it that it wasn't necessarily just a run-of-the-mill ankle sprain. Is reportedly a high ankle sprain, which is an ankle sprain that involves not the, the typical ankle ligaments you think of on the outside of your foot, but happens when the leg rotates when the foot is stuck in the ground. And if you go look at the coach's film at the replay, you can kind of see that mechanism occur. Looks like a, a typical mechanism for a high ankle sprain. This is the injury, of course, Patrick Mahomes had last year for the Chiefs. Ended up playing through it. Very different position, however. Playing quarterback versus having to bend around the arc with a 300-pound man leaning on you as an edge rusher. So, depends on the severity. There's a wide range of recovery times here, but would not be surprising in the least if that requires an IR stint for Joseph Osai. I got less information about Deontay Smith at this point in the extent of that shoulder injury, but if you're talking about a couple of IR moves that could be coming, those are the two. And that would open the door for the return for Stanley Morgan Jr., for example, or a waiver claim. And we should talk about how aggressive we think the Bengals will be on the waivers. They, they ended up being rewarded with three waiver claims last year, despite having very late waiver priority. And I, I wonder how that'll shake out this year. We've also got a, a, a bit of an update on Joe Burrow, more of a non-update, but we'll talk about what Zach Taylor had to say about the Bengals starting quarterback as well coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn is going to make your job as a small business owner easier. You're looking to make the right hire, and that's why you need LinkedIn jobs, because you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best candidates available. And so maybe as the Bengals potentially look for another quarterback, whether it's Will Greer or some of these other guys we're going to talk about, they should go to LinkedIn jobs. And I say that sort of joking at the same time, maybe LinkedIn has the right quarterback for them. They're certainly going to have the right people that you're looking to hire. And all you have to do is go to linkedin.com slash jobs right now. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And you got to check them out because they make it simple yet effective. Like screening questions, it's really simple. And yet those screening questions are going to help you find the candidates with the right experience, um, with the right uh, job uh, ability, skills, all of those things that you're looking for to fill the role you need. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. So LinkedIn jobs can help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. F-R-E-E, linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. James, more to talk about with this cut down to 53. Also some news on Joe Burrow we can talk about, but I, I mentioned before we went to Osai, the, the quarterback conversation, yeah. wanted to circle back there before we move on. There, there are a number of names. I know you've talked about Will Greer to me quite a bit. In, in DMs and before and after we've recorded episodes of the podcast, Bailey Zappi. That's also right. Waved. I, 
I'd be sliding into Jake's DMs. That's right. Bailey Zappi, also weighed by the New England Patriots, another interesting name. There's he a is. few out there. He is. There were people like give Zappi the starting job like eight months ago in New England. Like it wasn't that long ago, a little more than eight months, but you get my point. Didn't have a great third preseason game, just judging from, from the numbers and the grades and things like that. But was a solid player for New England last year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a ton of experience. Another younger guy. If the Bengals wanted experience at that spot, they might go in a, a different direction. I know some people have also asked about Colt McCoy, and I'm frankly unfamiliar with Colt McCoy at this point in his career. Did you know he's 36? Yeah. It feels I, like he, pretty he recently played. that he was playing for the Cleveland Browns. Does it? To me, it does. I mean, he 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 played with Jordan Shipley, just to give you an idea. That's yeah. Time flies. So like Zach's like, hey man, we missed each other by like three years, bro. Like you were you were being recruited by Nebraska when I was there. Like yeah, it, it's not that close, but it's close. And it would be. He would have been recruited by by them. Obviously, he went to Texas. I I think Colt McCoy is a long shot, but I wouldn't knock them for that. Just find someone that can keep you afloat. Will Greer, to me, he's interesting. What about Will Greer is interesting to you? He put up huge numbers for the Cowboys the other day. Huge, gigantic numbers. And, well, if he clears waivers or or gets to – by the way, the Bengals have the 29th waiver priority. So that means 28 teams have to say no to Will Greer. Manageable contract – I think it makes it makes sense if the Bengals say, look, he can fit. Now, obviously, it's subject to that with all of these guys. I'm open. You can take Will Greer's name out and name insert whoever. I just watched Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning compete for a month. All right? So I'm open, and, and hopefully they can find someone. If they did take a flyer on Will Greer, though, I would understand why. If you were going to handicap which position is most likely for the Bengals to actually make a waiver claim, and keep in mind with waiver claims, for for those of you that don't know, if you're awarded a player on waivers, they go onto your 53-man roster. So you can't make waiver claims to put guys on your practice squad. What position would you say, James, is the most likely for a waiver claim for the Bengals? I would say the obvious ones would be running back, tight end, quarterback. Not necessarily in that order, but I think it would be, it might be in that order. Here's why. I think quarterback is last because they wouldn't want to have to move on from Browning or slap him in the face because he's going to be their, their backup week one. Like, I don't think they claim a quarterback and then just keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Now, maybe they do. If they're willing to do that, then that's fine. And maybe they just say, ah, we don't need Trey Hill anymore which we neither of us had on our, our roster. So maybe they do that. And, and so there's still a path to them claiming a quarterback. But to me, running back and tight end, I could totally see them saying, okay, we really like this this running back. Travion Williams is – we, we can sign him to the practice squad. Or we think Chris Evans is going to clear waivers. I could see that path. I could see the path where they're like, oh, we'll make a move and keep four tight ends, even though we didn't initially with Tanner Hudson, because this guy – is more of an every down player can give us something as a special a special teamer, but is also a quality pass catcher. So I, I guess I would say that running back, tight end, quarterback in that order. What about you? I don't feel like there's a terribly likely waiver claim this year. 
I would say. I, I don't know if they would want to – like the, the next guys that they're going to want to put on this roster are Stanley Morgan Jr. and I, I think Tanner Hudson, although maybe they don't get him active for week one when you have Irv Smith and you feel comfortable with those other two tight ends who you're familiar with, who, who know your system well, who have been around for a while. I also think that Travion Williams is an active player for week one. And I think if, if the season started this week, Chase, Chase Brown is, is probably the inactive running back. Yeah, he might be. So a, a waiver claim at running back would be a little bit surprising to me for that reason. I will say that if Albert O had made it to waivers, I bet you they would have made a claim there. He has experience blocking and is incredibly toolsy. As a tight end, I would have made that trade that the Eagles made. We know the Bengals don't like to give up picks for better or for worse. Would you have traded Jackson Carmen for him? That's That feels like it's more valuable than a pick swap from the bottom of the sixth to somewhere in the seventh. I was just curious. I'm asking if you would. That's all. I, I, or, I just would have done the trade that the Eagles did. Sure. I would have rather have done that and kept Carmen to be a, a, a backup and an extra tackle given the questions around Deontay Smith and that Hakeem identity was already gone. Yeah. And you know, Lyle Collins still he's yeah. starting the year on the pup list. So he's out for at least four games. So yeah, yeah I know I get it. Like there's, there's definitely a role now where you need tackles and identity. I think identity is going to be interesting whether he gets claimed or not because their team's starving for offensive line help. And look at the trades a, that have happened. Yeah. He's a decent backup. Like, he is decent as a backup. You don't want him playing every down. I get that. You can do worse around the NFL as a backup. Sorry, I thought you were going to add another thought there. I think the most likely next moves for the Bengals are IR moves and the return of some of these guys. Sure. Some of That's these every year, veterans. Though. Yeah. I just don't see a, a super likely position for a waiver claim this year, unless it's a guy they really love. and they're Except – Trey Hill is, is the one guy where you're like, you, you can see. Maybe it is a center. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know what centers were released or were waived on, on Tuesday, so I, I'm not familiar there. Yeah, I think I think quarterback is interesting, though, because – and here's the thing. If I'm Will Greer or any of these guys, let's say you clear waivers. Or if I'm Colt McCoy and I have my option. Obviously, there's the ring factor, all that. Everyone will say, I oh, will come try to win a Super Bowl, all of those things. Who's in front of me? Jake Browning? Yeah. But like th- that matters. You're like, ah, he doesn't have experience either. Like if you're Will Greer and played in three total games, haven't played since 2019. Uh, Colt McCoy, yeah, I'm 36 and I was throwing to Jordan Shipley, but you know, th- th- this old arm still got something left. Like I-, I could totally see wanting to be Joe Burrow's backup. Like this is one of the best. If you're going to be a backup quarterback in the league, I think this is one of the best backup jobs because if you do have to come in you're, you're surrounded by weapons and you have joe burrow in front of you so that's that's a heck of a, a spot to be in i would say the last name i'll mention because i know one of our listeners ben grant very passionately feels that nathan rourke who the jaguars yeah. moved on from yeah. is in his opinion a low-end starter high-end qb2 so okay he, he, he said he's very comfortable with his evaluation there. So I, I just want to shout that out. That, that is an interesting one as well. He made the best play in the preseason. Yeah. The best impressive. play. The touchdown throw was unbelievable. Yeah. Give, Nathan Rourke. See, I told you, you could just put the name in. And I, I've seen him make some plays. So I'm in. 
There you go. Coming up next, Joe Burrow. Non-update update from Zach Taylor on Tuesday after the cutdown to 53. The Bengals are back at practice tomorrow. We'll talk about Burrow's practice chances, according to Zach Taylor, coming up next. We'll see. We will see. And that was Zach Taylor's words describing uh, or answering whether or not Joe Burrow will practice this week, Jake. We'll see on – we will see, even though I'm not quoting Zach anymore, on Wednesday afternoon when the Bengals do get back to practice. And who knows who's going to be on the roster by then, who's going to be on the practice squad, because at noon on Wednesday, that's when waivers go through, and, and we could certainly see uh, some of these guys return to the practice squad. But, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a pretty decent shot we see Burrow suit up this week. I really do. Yeah, it's kind of been what we've thought for a while. He's not been out at practice for a few days anyway, and hopefully that was in preparation to return to practice this week or start taking at least a limited participation in practice this week. That would be the the goal, I would say, to get something like that done. The other big goal around Joe Burrow this week is get a contract done. We're getting to crunch time at this point, James. And it's going to be something that we're talking about in the near future if that deal isn't done, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we're getting there. We're not there yet. Let's uh, let's see how Wednesday plays out. I know people are getting a little antsy. It's um, it, We're getting there, but don't press that big, big red panic button yet because I, I don't think it's that time. At the same time, when it is time, uh, we will hit it with everybody else because everyone knows how much Joe Burrow means. That's why it's uh, – that's why one of the reasons why we're sick and tired of talking about QB2, right, because QB1 is the, the thing that matters the most. So hopefully he's he's back out there and, and gets that deal done. Are they related? I don't think they're related right now. I, what I do think is interesting because if, even if he's back at practice this week, I don't think he's – participating in a full capacity and team and all of those things. I think he's just throwing it, going through individuals and, and slowly working through it. Maybe not even taking every rep, doing install, stuff like that, uh, in walkthrough, which to our knowledge, he hasn't even done the, the walkthroughs yet. Now, he's certainly capable, so maybe he is out there. But Zach hasn't offered that up. But that's the part of it where I, I think they'll ease him back in. But does he go full go? without a deal, which I think his first full practice would be next week. I think that that is, is mighty, mighty interesting for sure. Zach Taylor did say when asked, is Joe Burrow's practice availability related to his contract status? No. One word answer. No, that is now on the record. Joe Burrow's practice availability, not related according to head coach Zach Taylor to his contract status. And like Zach, we will see. If Joe Burrow is practicing this week, let's wrap up James with some practice squad candidates, the most likely practice squatters in your eyes. I think they want Tanner Hudson back on the practice squad. If he wants to be on the practice squad, Mike Thomas, another very obvious one that they're going to want on the practice squad. If he wants to be on the practice squad, if Stanley Morgan doesn't land on another team and doesn't end up back on the 53, you can bet that they're going to want him on the practice squad and would probably call him up for the first two weeks to get him in on special teams. At least that wouldn't surprise me at all. Unless they just think Andre Yosevash is that guy on special teams as well, which maybe that would be interesting, at least for yeah. 
uh, a short period of time. Sidney Jones wouldn't surprise me if they wanted him back on the practice squad either. Who else stands out to you, James? Alan George, perhaps. Shedrick Jackson, Raymond Johnson, any other names? Sure. Yeah, a, a lot of those. I, I think Jackson leads the wide receiver room. Kwame Lasseter, the second. What I think is interesting is Trent Taylor versus Kwame Lasseter. Mm-hmm. You may just go with Lasseter and, and call it a day. Like, wouldn't blame them if, if they did that. At the same time, maybe you try to keep uh, Trent Taylor as well, just as your backup punt returner, more proven certainly than Lasseter. And, and then after that, I wonder if Jacob Say- uh, Sailors. The, mm-hmm. the running back, he looked pretty good the other night. Maybe he's your practice squad running back. I could see that. I'm trying to see. Dominique Davis is an obvious one if he, he's able to make it to the practice squad. Ben Brown, an mm-hmm. obvious one if he's able to make it back. I think Devin Asiasi will make it back to the practice squad. We'll see there. Akima Deneji, what does he want to do? Does he resign as a practice squad or does he get claimed? Obviously has experience. Experience doesn't mean everything. Michael Jordan the former Bengals guard, Michael Jordan, was re- released by the Panthers. If I said, oh, well, he's got all this experience, should the Bengals claim him? No one would say yes. So I- I- I'm not saying that Adenogy will necessarily get claimed, but that's an interesting one to watch because, of course, I think they would want him back in, in a- an ideal world on the practice squad. But the other one, we talked about quarterback. Mm-hmm. What if Trevor Simeon returns to the practice squad? Could, could be a short-term solution. Right. It, it, quarterback's very interesting. I'm expecting, I think, the, the more likely outcome to be an external guy to, to fill in that spot. Wow. But maybe that's naive of me to, oh. to think that they're going to go outside the building for another quarterback. Trevor at least has been in the system for the last couple months. So Carson Wentz? Are you saying Carson Wentz to the practice I, I am not saying Carson Wentz. Oh. Sorry. Uh, a couple, I was just asking. I was just clarifying. That's a couple, a couple other names we should probably make sure we mention. 16 people on the practice squad now. It's, it's a bigger squad than it used to be. Uh, but Nate Gilliam, also working on the interior offensive line, same level of player, it seemed, in the Bengals' eyes as Ben Brown. I think that's another one. Jackson Kirkland, uh, another guy in the, on the offensive line they might want back on the practice squad. Tyler Murray, I think, would be the linebacker if they want to keep one of these linebackers around on the practice squad. And Jeff Gunter would be the other edge guy, along with Raymond Johnson III. Although, honestly, any of those edge guys wouldn't surprise me. Owen Carney looked a little bit better as the preseason went on as well. So I think all of those guys could be good depth on the practice squad. So we're going to keep our eyes on the moves over the next 24 hours. We'll see if the Bengals do make any of those waiver claims. We'll see if there are, we'll, we'll see if we get a list of guys back on the practice squad when, when that comes down and we'll see to continue to use Zach Taylor's words. If Joe Burrow is out there for practice on Wednesday, we'll be back tomorrow with those updates here on the locked on Bengals podcast until then. Thanks for listening to this episode. Who day and have a good one.